Hello everyone and welcome to Pure Dead PlayStation, a fortnightly PlayStation supplement from Pure Dead Gaming. I'm your host Oni and this is the Spider-Man 2 review and spoiler cast, or should I say, spider cast. <laughs> Very good. Insert canned laughter. Joining me today, I have once again asked Luke Steele to return after graciously discussing the hype for this game on our last episode, and not one to shy away from controversial gaming takes, in particular about this very game series, Grumpy Fomo Ben has once again returned. Gentlemen, welcome. How are you both? Very well. Thank you. Yep, very well. Very well. Good Excellent. to go. Good to talk about Spider-Man. Good. Good. It's the middle of the week. It's a rare Wednesday recording. Hump days passed. Can't yes. complain. Yes, yeah, fast mm. approaching the weekend, fast approaching Modern Warfare 3's release date. Oh, excited for that, are we? I, you know, excited isn't the right word, but I will be buying it, we'll be playing a lot of it. It's one of those things that just goes on in the background. <laughs> like, yes. One of those things that you don't actually readily admit, but yeah, it is happening. <laughs> I mean, many people do clearly play it, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. Good. <laughs> Uh, and yourself, Luke? Are you are you diving in or are you refraining? <laughs> no, no, that's uh, I, I will I will not be. Um, I only, I only get Call of Duty. I mean, I haven't got Call of Duty since Modern Warfare's in the the remake reboot. Um, but I would only ever get it for the campaign, and the campaign is not supposed to be very good this time. So it kind of yes. r- rules me out effectively. Sure, mm. sure. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I've seen kind of mixed people or mixed comments where people say, "No, I do play campaign. I don't. I don't like." You know, mm. and yeah, listen, each their own. I suppose if you do play campaign, then it's shit. Then what are you going to do? You know. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. That's the gigs up then. Yeah, the gigs up. Yeah, you're screwed. You're screwed. But gentlemen, we're not here to talk about Call of Duty. Of course, we're here to talk about Spider Man Two. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, I I asked you to come on because before this game launched. You weren't that hot on this game at all. You, in fact, I remember distinctly you telling me that you had no plans to buy it. Um, but like Correct, me, yeah. not one to shy away from FOMO. And as you are, how to put it politely, a score slut, um, mm. you basically dove in day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My words mean nothing. I say a lot of things um, and I often go back on them. So that that's fine. I But I wasn't, wasn't that into the idea of, getting it because i did love the first one at the time then i played miles morales and i thought i saw the game in a different light and i thought this is this is a bit shit and Mm. then i was yes old on the hype like you say so i went back in good Good. So with that in mind then, this is sort of, we'll, we'll just kind of start things off just with a sort of a quick overall thoughts on the game before we kind of dive into it then. So with you going in, I don't want to say going in with negativity because that's probably the wrong word to use, but certainly not like me and Luke were, where we're fucking, you know, clawing at the walls to play it. Mm. Um, what was kind of, you know, a quick sort of high thoughts from yourself? I, you know, I think this, this game for Casual Gamers is the dream kind of open world single player game. Um, yep. I think if you you have to accept that it's kind of on a rope at all times and there's QTEs and, and you're not going to miss a beat. It's it's going to take you through. It's going to pull you through. But if you accept that, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it, it's a, it, it does exactly what it sets out to do and uh, with an amazing polish. Yeah, yeah. 
And I remember like on, on your podcast recently, you kind of spoke about how when you were playing it, you kind of got to a point round about halfway where the game just sort of clicked with you in terms of the story. And then it became a bit, yeah, this is all right to go and I really like this. Yeah, yeah. It was a game of three parts really for me. Like I started yeah. it um, and I liked it. I thought it was it was good and it brought back the vibes from 2018. Then it kind of hit this kind of wall where I thought, well, every event here is just a little bit of a cutscene or a story thing into go to somewhere, 10 enemies appear, you beat those, 10 more enemies, and then it'll rinse repeat. So it was just, it just felt like very just going through the motions. Um, and sure. then the story just flips and uh, the combat improved and everything kind of went into a bit of hyperdrive. And I just thought... They really cared about changing it up from the last games. I mm-hmm. thought they really developed it, and yeah, then then I went, then I went. This is this is actually pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. And yourself, Luke? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I I loved the the original. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, really enjoyed Miles Morales as well. Again, well, that was very good. Um, so I was really looking forward to to this one. Uh, everything I'd seen of it looked very good. Um, I tried to watch as little as possible um, because Same. I already Same. knew that I was gonna I was gonna pick it up. So I managed to avoid most of it. Um, and um, I think it's a, a fantastic um, game. I think I said somewhere it fe- it felt to me like it was the kind of the Arkham City uh type game you know in that i think this is pro- for me at least probably at least on par maybe maybe a little bit ahead of that game as uh, you know really the best superhero game that's ever been made um the first one i felt was quite close but there were some bits that held it back from that kind of status even though it was an excellent game um but this one really delivered and i really really loved it and actually even though i don't go for trophies or do anything like that i'm still working my way through it because i think i'll, I'll probably um, platinum it um just because yep. just moment to moment gameplay which i'm sure we'll talk about and all that stuff i just enjoy that so much that actually it makes doing a lot of these menial side activities um more enjoyable than they otherwise yes. would be in other games so uh yeah i, I just thought it was fantastic yeah in fact the 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 platinum was so enjoyable. Even Ben got his first platinum in this game. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that was because of enjoyment. I said to you <laughs> well, right at the start, that's, that's, I am, that's my narrative, and I'm sticking to it. Ben. I okay. said I'm going to get the platinum <laughs> on this game because it seemed, and you because you suggested it might be easy to get, and then the last ones were supposedly quite easy to get. I thought, okay, I'll mm-hmm. get my first platinum. I don't enjoy that grind at the end, but that satisfaction of it actually clicking and it's saying that you've got it yeah is a good little but jingle is it but, it but 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 immediately fleeting um so i don't know <laughs> oh, like uh, but it, it's yeah you know uh it at least it wasn't a huge grind at least it was manageable uh, i can i can understand that and yeah then then there was a rubber stamp at the end at least yeah 
Yeah, definitely. It's funny, obviously, you, you brought up Arkham because one of the comments I got from Michael earlier on said that he, he generally loved it. Never really liked 2018 or Miles Morales, but couldn't put this one down. His only gripe was the length of the boss battles, which obviously we'll come on to. Uh, it seemed to go on for ages, and when you think you're done, another phase starts. Apart from that, I really enjoyed it. I think it's up there with the Arkham games, top notch. So, yeah, clearly someone that's kind of on the same um, wavelength as you. As someone who didn't really like the Arkham games, I I know apart from not? the asylum i like the asylum uh, oh, yeah. i couldn't stand yeah. i couldn't stand it the last one was at night whatever it was or city couldn't stand it yeah i i agree no, i agree yeah. that. i, like I was like one. the minute i got in that car i was like oh, i fucking hate this i hate this <laughs> i get that I'm, I'm i get that <laughs> i was done and um, look i'll come to you again just because yeah. you are our resident pc um nerd and um the one thing that i loved about this game was no it's it's again it's insomniac being wizards with an array of performance and fidelity options and and not just a 30 frames mode who'd have thought um what did you what did you opt for in terms of performance and fidelity then because obviously we had numerous also all all the modes came with ray tracing we had fidelities we had uncapped unlocked we had 120 hertz modes what did you kind of opt with when you played it yeah, I uh, I did something that I don't often do, mainly because it's mm, most of the time it's not available on console. But Somniac are really good for this. I uh, went for the fidelity mode, but the 120 hertz option um, yes. with with with, uh, with VRR on, uh, which outputs at 40 fps. Um, and uh, I, I was kind of flicking through them at the start and. Um, as I was going through, it's always really difficult if the first thing you do is turn on the 60 mode, because generally after that, you, you're probably not going to go, you're not going to go back. You're going to stick to that. So I was like, I, I'll try the fidelity mode and see what that's like w- with 40 FPS. And it was really good, actually. Uh, I was really impressed with it. Uh, it runs very smoothly in that. And you, you kind of get the best of both worlds um, as far as that's possible, because you get... Uh, a higher base resolution, which is great. And then also you still get kind of your upgraded pedestrians and cars and VFX and all of that as well. So you don't have to sacrifice some of that, which you which you do in the performance mode. I did play some of it in performance mode, but I'd say only like 15, 20% at most. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, I was playing it Fidelity 40 FPS um, and it looked and ran very well. Yeah, I, well, I similarly, I, I played it on the above side. I, I played Uncapped Fidelity, mm-hmm. um, and it was just a joy. And yeah. that's me, who is an absolute fr- frame rate slut, and yeah, it same. was just, it was just stunning. And I just felt as though, you know, I did try the Uncapped um, performance mode, which which was hovering about 85 FPS, but I just felt as though when I read some of the reviews, I didn't, like the fidelity downgrade on it i yeah. went so that's why I, I plot i thought i'll try the fidelity go against my uh my norm and it was just magical yeah i think as well i d- did you play on an oled yes yeah it, I, th- I find it very difficult to play 30 fps games on oled it, it doesn't quite look right um mainly because of the response time on those panels so mm. if I, I'll, I'll never really opt and, unless I am absolutely forced um, yeah. for 30, but equally getting at the, you know, the 40 and the 120 Hertz as well. It, it, it just works. Like it, it looks really good. It looks smooth enough on a, on an yeah. OLED panel in particular. So sure. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Um, I think I was a little bit different because I looked at all the options and then 
played around with all the options and I thought there are too many fucking options. Um, <laughs> and I looked at it and I flipped between them and I changed my monitor to use my better monitor that has the high refresh rate and could do it all. I went, what the fuck am I doing? And I just put it on performance and played the game. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I played it. I played on performance. One of the modes. Great. <laughs> and you, you, you got a nice, smooth, high frame rate performance. It was lovely. And you enjoyed it. Looked it looked great. It looked great. Good. I did, good. I did after after five minutes of playing in any mode, I get used to that mode. So <laughs> whatever. It's like I'm playing Alan Alan Wake 2 at the moment. It's like people, oh fidelity's get I've just put it on a mode and I've played it. <laughs> and you're and you're loving life. Yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> uh, Luke, also you mentioned that you um you didn't see anything going into the game and, and neither mm-hmm. did I. I purposely avoided everything, but I couldn't help but catch when when obviously when they launched the or when when Insomniac did the, the launch trailer, obviously everyone was talking about the Sandman battle. Yeah. And of course immediately people were like, fucking spoilers, I cannot believe they spoiled that because no one knew Sandman was, was going to be in it, or I don't mm-hmm. believe anyway. And of course, the game starts and Sandman is just the intro. It's just the fucking um, the tutorial. Yeah. And what a battle. I mean, straight mm. away. I played it for like an hour and a half that first night. And I was just completely blown away by the sort of size and scope of this literal tutorial battle here. Mm. It really kind of set up a, a sign of things to come yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, I thought it, it it was a good it was a good intro. Um I felt it was a bit uh, uh like I think the scale of it was really impressive and the transition between you know the various states of that fight, you know, like the bits where Miles gets thrown across the map and comes back yeah. slingshots about it's super cool. Um and all the kind of in-building set piece that goes on was was really good. I felt some bits of it were a little clunky at times. Um just in terms of responsiveness and and kind of being in the the playable area, but nothing huge, you know, but generally uh it's a really good intro and and just it starts the game off in a in an impressive way, I think, that's that's really exciting. You know, if you compare that to the um <clears throat> the original Spider-Man which starts off again going to a scene, but this time it's it's Kingpin. Um, you know, yes. that's that's much more reserved by comparison. Not a bad thing, but it's not quite as bombastic until you actually get to fight Kingpin and then you start going through the floors and all that sort of stuff. Um, whereas this just starts you off, it's kind of zero to 100 straight away, isn't it? Um, but so I, I really, I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed that it's, you know, trying to, you know, it introduces the, the wing, uh, the web wings in that fight as well, which is cool. And it, it just feels very grand in scale, which I always like. Yeah. Well, you mentioned what, what did or Ben? I'll come at you then. What did you think of the use of the wingsuit thing? Because obviously, that was added in for this game, and they had to do it obviously because they had the two halves of New York. Um, obviously, wasn't in the first one. People weren't expecting this to be here, and it's not really synonymous with being Spider-Man, I guess. Yeah, they 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 had to mix up the traversal, even though the traversal was good. They had to mix it up because of the distances you needed to cover, didn't they? So, yes, I I th- what. The web wings still feel like you are Spider-Man. They they did a great job at still making that feel like it was part of the swinging experience, mm-hmm. um, and it was just adding to it. So and 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 it allowed them to have a, like a, a quicker method of getting around, like in the in the slipstreams type thing. So 
Um, yeah, I, I, I like I like that inclusion. I don't know anybody who's really, you know, when you first see them, you're like, oh, that's a bit weird. But um, <laughs> I I don't know anyone that has, uh, would have a bad thing to really say about them. I thought, I thought they were excellent. And they even formed some of the side mission type things, didn't they? Yeah, though, I mean, the only kind of, it's not a negativity, my own, the only kind of thing I would say is, is that I didn't feel as though I felt like Spider-Man using a wingsuit. I felt more like Superman. For example, oh, right. okay, or, yeah, okay. So I did try and swing as much as possible. I used my wingsuit when really I had to, i.e., I was crossing the water, um, or I happened to see the nice little convenient wind tunnels for us. Ah, well, I'll just jump on there because I've got a fair distance to go. Because I refused to use the fast travel, and uh, I thought when you're playing Spider Man, you must swing. Oh, I fucking used it all over the place. Thing. I thought it was great fucking loved that fast travel it like was that, amazing because i tested but did you actually use it i used it for the all the end game stuff so when oh, i that's complete, fine. Yeah, when yeah, I completed your the trophies. game yeah, i wasn't yeah, fucking yeah. going around but what what i loved about it and it that fast travel it's magnificent because people think oh i can just go anywhere when actually and they're like oh there where are the nodes what nodes do i click on to where i go no you just go on the map and then you can click anywhere and then it will take you to a hidden node which is right next to it they've just got like a thousand nodes and it's just yep. and it just casually moves you over a street or two to the to the right place it's that fast travel is absolutely awesome like yes. that is it's almost the best thing in the game <laughs> Like, and I know you didn't <laughs> use it, so therefore it's lost. I <laughs> absolutely loved it because it did not feel like I was abusing fast travel. Because mm-hmm. it's an instantaneous thing with you swinging as it as you kind of get into it. It doesn't feel like you're. It's taking you out of the game and you're abusing a fast travel system. It just it's just shortened the time period. Like yeah, I thought it was fucking excellent how they did that. Yeah, it was incredible. And the thing is, it's funny because. They tried to kind of keep it under wraps a bit, just how good it was. Because I remember, obviously, people said, "Oh, it's not actually not that great." Until they saw it for real, Man. there was this little bit of discontent on Twitter, which people just try to make any excuse to take something out of it. You know, it's, uh, it's that the game, the game itself, the whole thing is fluid. Like, if there's yes. one thing you could describe it is is it's fluid. The combat, everything. If you're showing. You're showing the PS5 off to a friend or something like that, or you're showing off a game. Like, the fluidity of the combat, of the swinging, of the fast track, everything is polished to hell. Now, again, I'll go back, like, even when you talked about Sandman there, like, yeah, it's a wonderful set piece and it's a good introduction. Nothing can go wrong. Like, you are are just on a... Even, even, most of the set pieces are just on a track and you're, Mm -hmm. and you're just following them. Um... But that's what you've gone there for. So it sets its stall out from the start. And if you've pre- played the previous games, you probably kind of know that. But yeah, um, yeah, this, this, it's just fluid, polished, polished, fluid game. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I felt as obviously after Sandman and things, you know, thinking about sort of like, like character relationships and that, which I thought were just superb all the way through. I thought Insomniac's writing particularly the sort of character relationships, characterizations were amazing. And I liked the beginning where it's it's already setting the scene about sort of Pete and MJ's life. You know, he's, you know, he's in obviously Aunt May's house. He's, he's mortgaged up his ass. She's offering to pay. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he's quite standoffish, you know, and you see obviously like her life 
maybe isn't in the best place. She's obviously she knows she's trying to you know, get him with the paper with Jonah and things, and it's it does a good job of kind of setting up that things aren't quite there. Yeah, look, obviously I'll, I'll, I'll kind of come to you on that one there. Kind of, how did you feel about sort of Pete and MJ's relationship then, from sort of start to kind of and moving on? Yeah, I thought it was um, it was done well. Um, like it's it's nothing new necessarily in terms of you know canon spider-man stuff or comic spider-man stuff in particular but it as you say i think that the writing really and the the va really elevates it so it, it is um you know very enjoyable very engrossing um and it kind of contextualizes you know p is you know and this goes for the whole game really is is kind of getting stuck between two worlds really between being himself and and being spider-man um and that kind of dichotomy you know flits up and down all throughout the game and and the early stuff is really to show that he's struggling um being just just pete even though you know try as he might because he's you know really attached to to spider-man and obviously that that kind of um infiltrates his way into his relationship with mj uh, even though she's very supportive about it, obviously. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I really like that. Um, you know, I'm sure we can all relate to that period, you know, when you're in your mid-20s and stuff and and kind of, um, you know, you're, you're just starting your proper adult life, as it were. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so uh, that's, you know, that was that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. And then the way that relationship develops throughout the game is, is very cool, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it now. It's fine. We'll do that now. Yeah. Um, ben, obviously, how did you kind of feel that relationship went on? And obviously, there was, I'm going to say, there was, there was the big event that happened where we have a big battle between them as well, <laughs> which I did not yeah. fucking see yeah, yeah. coming, by the way. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I thought Insomniac, like you said, did a great, I didn't expect it to be that kind of heavy. Deep. Yeah, that, that kind of trying hard for the character development side they really went for it and i i kind of respected that i thought that was that was pretty good i just as you were saying it kind of highlights that kind of mid-20s grind um and trying to work everything out and then the progression of their kind of relationship which is just doing that as well it's weird when you think because i just never would have expected that within this type of game and yes culminating in that fight at the end um yep. which uh yeah which i didn't see coming and it was good because it's another reference to the comics it's like that everything I, I liked the core like they're always chucking in new things that people know about like the screen yep. reference it's just it's just good it's uh yeah i liked i liked how it did, they did it and then even even with her individual missions yeah yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a comic book fan, so I I had kind of no reference to what Scream was. So when when MJ turned into this 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 um, Venomous character, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like mm -hmm. that. I mean, there was maybe people who were maybe expecting that because Luke, were you expecting that to happen? Uh, Did you have any idea it would? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting it to happen. Um, but. The it's funny because when when you know the Venom stuff really gets going, and Venom begins his his crusade to turn the city into symbiotes, like the the fact that you know they did um, if all the symbiotes have the spiral on their head, which is a, a reference to Null, who is kind of the overarching kind of symbiote god. And as soon as oh, they did that, okay. like I'm a big comic fan, so I was like, oh, you know, maybe we'll see some other 
primary venom offspring symbiotes here one of which is scream but i didn't think of scream at all i, th- I thought of ones like obviously carnage and and riot and and those kind of ones uh, you know some of the more famous ones and i had scream in my mind but as soon as soon as uh, mj kind of goes under the table in that scene you don't see her, and then she comes up and the first thing you see is just kind of the red and yellow instantly i was like shouting at tv oh it's scream like i was yeah. you know i couldn't believe that they that's the direction they went for that symbiote um so um i thought that was really cool so i wasn't expecting it because i wasn't really from the cast expecting anyone to be scream i thought maybe you know someone would be riot um obviously carnage we, we do see in the game but um not in full form uh so um yeah I, I, that was a super that was like a highlight moment amongst uh, quite a few of them yeah I, I can imagine like to yourselves your kind of mind being blown because i was i was like f- i can't believe they went there because yeah. obviously mj is supposed to be this kind of angelic character and then they fucking went there and turned yeah. her into turned her into scream so that was that was unreal of course their battle obviously is you know it's they're fighting not just each other but they're fighting for each other which i thought obviously was really well done of course they're having this dialogue in between the the, the various stages of the boss battle um mm. and of course that's where peter realizes maybe he's taken her for granted and things and again it's just it's really great writing in between a very fast-paced yeah. boss battle donnie um, i think it, you you talk there about where they're talking in between boss battles and that it's you're right that writing was fantastic not only that like they did that was a repeated thing throughout the game and i didn't notice that when i was playing it like i'm actually enjoying the conversation as the boss fights are happening like it's Mm -hmm. actually developing the boss fight throughout like yeah it's so well done yeah yeah, it's very, it's very, very clever. Um, obviously, in this game, you know, Spider-Man 2, this is the first time we've properly seen Peter and Miles together. Um, and I don't know about you, but I I found myself using Miles a lot more. Um I don't. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just because I preferred maybe Miles' suits or I like his powers. But I just I found I just found I suppose him a bit more interesting. I think you know, growing up watching movies and growing up with various Spider-Man films, it's always Peter Parker, isn't it? Um, whereas obviously Miles feels very kind of young and fresh and new and I actually really enjoyed it. But again, you're thinking about sort of relationships. What I did like, well, what developed with Peter and Miles was at the start, you know, Peter and Miles go from this sort of mentor-mentee relationship and then Miles starts to feel very much left out, especially even not just when Harry comes along, where he's kind of shunned out a little bit. And of course, then when Peter then starts changing himself, because obviously he's infected with Venom or the, or the symbiote, and you see obviously their relationship changing as well. Because um, I remember Craig on, our, on, the, on the Discord saying that he felt as though Miles was tacked on. And, and for me... I felt as though that was that was the whole point. I think Miles was supposed to feel tacked on because he's feeling left out. And that's showing you where Pete's kind of pushing him out as a person because he's so he's coming becoming so self-absorbed now with with the venom. Um so that was I thought that was really really well done as well. And again, great writing throughout seeing their kind of up and down relationship until their culmination fight as well, which was, was another fucking great fight. Mm. Yeah, you're like I I played more as Miles um, during the start and middle of the game. I did that, I think, primarily because, one, Miles is clearly cooler than 
Peter Parker. <laughs> um, if I'm gonna, if I was gonna be one of them in real life, damn, I'm Miles, <laughs> like every day. Um, so, like that, so there's that. But it did. Uh, you make a good point there because I hadn't really linked that about the game trying to do some kind of thing showing that he being left out because I did feel like Miles was. Uh, especially for the first 50% of the game, maybe a bit more, he, he wasn't really important. It was going to be the Peter show and then it turns into more of the Peter show, but then Miles has a big significant role in that. And even Miles's like side arc that he's got going on, it's just not as important and feels completely separate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and uh, yeah, I, I did get the distinct, it felt to me that Miles was just like not, not on the same level as what they were care what what they were pushing in the game and then towards the end it kind of flips it um, does yeah but but i still i mean i as soon as uh as soon as you get past that two-thirds of the game and then you get all the venom stuff and in in either form or the anti-venom even spider-man's moveset i loved more than miles morales's so I like to play as Miles, but Spider-Man in combat then was better for me. Okay, so I yeah, yeah, it's a tough one because when you've got those Venom skills, I guess they are pretty fucking fun, aren't they? Um, yeah, they they were, and and then then you get the anti-Venom, and it's like okay, well, I've basically got it permanently, so uh, this is definitely the one I would choose to be. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they are clearly better powers in my yeah. mind. Yeah, and what about you, Luke? Kind of, where, where did you kind of, or how did you feel about kind of Miles and Peter and, and Miles himself? Yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting because I think everybody has a different answer to this question about where you know one who who they played as um, mo- the most out of the two, and two how they felt the story aligned to each individual Spider-Man. And I really felt like the whole game was actually more of a focus on Miles, more of a, you know, kind of a a propositioning of Miles as, you know, the, the, the evolution of his character and and of, uh, as a Spider-Man than Peter. I felt like Peter was not on the back burner, so to speak. I mean, he's got very significant elements of this, and I think they did really well to balance, you know, the kind of development of both characters. But particularly by the time he gets to the very end of the game, it feels like Miles is the man, and it's kind of a, you touched on it, it's kind of this evolution of, you know, mentor to mentee, or from mentor to mentee to equals. The student and then, becomes the master. Uh, yeah, yeah equals and then by the end of the game it's actually you know the baton has been passed proverbially to to miles at least for a while um so i i that i didn't really expect that in terms of who i played them about 50 50 like genuinely um uh, i really enjoyed both movesets i feel like miles a lot of his um his venom powers are uh, very quick and they you know there's the ones that can sort of teleport you onto enemies quickly and you can do a smash down and stuff i really like that because it, he felt he felt a bit quicker than peter just because by virtue of his powers like he could tr- cross ground for combat much quicker um but as Ben said, you know, the, the, the symbiote powers for Peter are just incredible. Like everybody wanted those uh, and, and wanted yeah. to use them and, they, and they, they're just awesome. And I, I was really interested actually um, 
I was thinking about this pre-release, you know, how on earth, what are they going to do when invariably the suit, you know, the, the symbiote comes off Peter and you've, you've been exposed to these awesome powers for hours and then you don't have them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was always quite intrigued, but I never ever thought that they would just do their version of, of anti-venom. Like I, d I didn't yes. think that they were going to do that. Um, so that was a really nice surprise as well. Um, so, so that's something that's part of the comic book lore then. Yeah. Yeah. Well in, in the comics, I mean, the main anti-venom is, is, um, is still Eddie Brock. Um, and in fact, ah. he, he kind of in the comics, the way that he gets it is that he's he's so Eddie Brock is ill in the comics, but he's he's cured by Martin Lee of all people, uh, and then uh, I think it's um, the Venom symbiote's bonded with Scorpion at the time, and it it comes off Scorpion and tries to rebond with Eddie Brock, but he he kind of has this adverse reaction to it because he's you know the symbiote like amplifies your the negativity your thoughts all that sort of stuff but because eddie brock is in a good place he kind of it doesn't quite work right but and he becomes anti-venom um so it was really interesting because they, they basically do the same thing here right it's kind of like martin lee cures peter but not of an illness it's it's more like a mental burden you know and, and gives yes. him part of his power yes. so um i thought that was a really different very unique take but one that's kind of still in keeping with the main anti-venom storyline in the comic so it was it was very very cool and I, i'm really glad that they kept those powers in uh because you know it, it would have been really sucky to you know then play the rest of the game and, and not have them you only and, and have take them for it away that from you and yeah. wasted skill points and yeah things. exactly yeah, of course, yeah 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 i mean you've 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 done a you've done a fantastic job of of segueing me there luke so thank you very much for that right. i was gonna i was gonna bring up the fact that one of my favorite kind of storylines in the game was miles's arc with martin lee i thought mm. this was so on point you know like yeah. here you have this guy, Martin Lee, who killed Miles' father in 2018, albeit, you know, you didn't know Miles was going to be Spider-Man then at that point, obviously. And his anger and desire for revenge to then kind of, I suppose you could say, working with him to kind of overcome his own anger and his own need for revenge blatantly says, I'll never forgive you, but realizing that he can move on and move on with his life and accept what's happened to his dad i just thought fucking hell like this is again i've used the word already this is really deep like this is really powerful that's storytelling not deep here. man that's not that is, deep you're that calling that deep. deep that isn't fucking deep that it wouldn't fucking deep. happen he'd kill him he'd move on that way <laughs> there's no, no he wouldn't, because way he's not like you he's not like nonsense you, absolute nonsense <laughs> but it's only deep but yeah oh, that's so deep yeah okay it's a fucking it. what, what it's a fucking kid's story <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course he's not gonna kill him it's uh well, yeah he would though he would though he's fucking no he, he's spider-man he wouldn't kill him well yeah no but uh but given no. given the the power the given the powers he has and given the anger that he had and all that kind of stuff oh it's i know it's yeah, about controlling he's a, be he's a overcame, better man than yeah, you yeah he developed he developed yeah all right whatever <laughs> like that that was just that i didn't think that was deep i just thought that was like classic superhero film stuff like it's come on fucking tough crowd here with you ben on that one <laughs> Come I really on, like that. Man. because obviously we use martin a lot don't we obviously he, he becomes 
quite a focal point of sort of two, three quests, and it it didn't do it so quick and cheesily. It built up to it. That's the point. It was that was that was good, man. Uh, yeah, Luke, but I mean, they they, they told the here. they told the story they wanted to tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, Luke backed me up here. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was done pretty. I mean, I thought it was done pretty well. I mean, the, the thing is that. Um, I think going into this expecting, you know, or or, or um, wanting some subversion in in the trope of like forgiving someone who's done you wrong is probably the wrong way to go into Marvel Spider Man Two. Um, it's it's not trying to tell like a story that will completely subvert every expectation you have about these superheroes. So, I think the 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 real um kind of cliche in that scene would have been if he'd said i forgive you because what martin lee did was unforgivable and he doesn't forgive him as he said you know he he just says i I, it's more i can't waste my energy on this anymore my life on it you know it's done um Mm -hmm. nothing changes what what's happened and i'll work with you you know for for the better good of certain things and in that moment he's he's sacrificing almost his own emotional response for for someone he cares about who's who's pete so i thought that was good you know it was good storytelling um I do, you know it's it's not revolutionary stuff we see it seen it in other spider-man films before or spider-man media like it, it happens but it's um it felt earned in that moment because it felt like, you know, all game Miles really is debating about what he wants to do to Martin Lee if he can find him when he, after he escapes. And um, he's always seen in, in anger when he's thinking about that. So, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's, you know, revolutionary or anything. It's, it's you know, it's not... <laughs> It's not Last of Us Part Two levels of yeah. kind of like trauma <laughs> that's going on and subversion, but it is for a Marvel game, Marvel storytelling. I think it's very well done that moment. Yeah, they did. They did. They did it well. What they were trying to do. I just think the overall arc there was lame superhero arc. Oh, it's harsh. Luke said it better. Ben, just saying. Yeah, only because it kind of agreed with you. Because <laughs> it suits my narrative, my friend. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with Mr. Steele there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Enemies wise, bad guy, bad guys wise. We we obviously we knew that Venom was going to be in the game. We knew that that Craven was going to be in again. And again, I, I know what Venom is. I knew who Venom was. You know, but Craven obviously was was um was new to me. Again, you know, I'm, I'm not kind of in that in that comic book world, but one of my one of my criticisms with the game is I felt that Craven was a bit underwhelming. You know, he arrives with all this tech, clearly wealth off the radar, um, with these hunters that are badass as fuck, um, able to take you know basically rob a prison for the you know New York's baddest criminals, and I felt as though we got up to this point where he was, where he, you know, he was, he's managed to cast his net. He's got Spider-Man in it. And it just, I felt as though it just, it felt a little bit short. I never really felt as, I never really felt like Craven was going to beat me or beat Spider-Man. I always felt as though Venom was the real enemy and Craven just felt like a bit, like a, a bit of a side enemy. 
maybe I'm alone there. I've, I've not seen a lot of people say that, but it's just kind of, yeah, I don't feel it, it landed all that strong. I think that was kind of the point. He was the the false summit. Like, I, I thought that was the kind of design of it. By the time that you thought it was getting to the end, then you realised there was a greater thing going on. Um, I thought that was done quite well because it it turned out that he wasn't the great threat. Mm-hmm. And and in doing and having him, it gave them an ability to bring in all of these other callbacks and tombstone and all this kind of stuff. Like it gave them that opportunity to and that, that storyline to do all that. But then Craven didn't turn out to be the thing that that the game was um gonna be fully focused on. I I thought that was I thought that was kind of the point that okay. you've seen as a negative. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of seen it as a negative that I just didn't have the fear factor mm. from Craven, which is ironic because, like I said, you know, the Hunters and that was good and it was well done. I like the fact that, you know, like, you've kind of got to do a little bit of investigating to get the Hunter bases and all this kind of stuff. And, we, we you know, we saw that in the first game as well in, in, in 2018. This was obviously done on a much more um, condensed scale for, for many, many reasons. Um, and the Hunters, you know, they all seemed... Uh, as a group, they seemed very fearful. And but Craven, I, yeah, he just, he, he, I feel as though you saw his, you saw his real power in the cutscenes, not in the actual gameplay. Um, but I liked him as a character. I thought he was very interesting. I liked the kind of backstory of he's got cancer, he's dying. This is his last hunt before he leaves this earth. I thought that was all again. Again, we spoke about it a few times. Good story writing, um, and that that for me did all land. I've no doubt about that. You know, we got his motivation was the last hunt, but yeah, something about it just didn't land for me. Look, um, mm. yeah, take it away with 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 Craven. Uh, I I really enjoyed him actually. Um, I think yeah, I agree with Ben that he's they did this in the first game uh, where you had Martin Lee as the guy who was portrayed as the primary villain, but actually the primary villain is is Doc Hawk. Now, the difference, I suppose, in the first game is that they they very much kept under wraps um, who, you know, what the, the cast of villains uh, was. Uh, we only we didn't really know that Doc Hawk was going to be in the game until you, you start to play it. Uh, whereas in this one, you know that everything is centred on Venom. So it was mm. inevitable to me that at some point Craven something would happen with Craven uh, that meant the focus would be on Venom. I actually thought going into it that Harry being Venom was a bit of a bit of a kind of false flag and that actually yeah, Ven- Venom yeah. would turn out to be Craven. Um, so, uh, and that was mainly because of the size of Venom in the marketing, you know, he's absolutely gigantic and, and the symbiote can change form. It can become very, very big. So it wasn't an issue with that, but I just thought that that Craven himself was also massive. And I thought that was backed up even more when you find out that Craven is, is actually, you know, dying. Um, yeah. and it, it, I thought, oh, here we go. You know, this something is going to happen here. Yes. Um, and, and Craven will become Venom and, and there we go. Uh, so, um, but, but I liked, I thought, um, I think it's Jim Perry or Pierre, um, yeah, the guy he was, he was who plays um, him. Boozer in, um, in uh, Days, Days Gone. Gone. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought he was excellent. Uh, like I really liked his performance and I think as well, the, 
Craven is a really difficult character to do because actually, if you read the comics, Craven's Craven's really lame. Like he's not, he's he's kind of silly and stupid. He's ah, a bit he's very campy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a bit like Mysterio in the comics, who is you know Quentin Beck's kind of just silly. It's a silly character, and it's really hard to do a version of Craven. Uh, that that comes across as um, intimidating and imposing, but I think they did it really well in this because it's really the first bit of media of Craven I've ever really seen or read mm-hmm. or whatever, where he does come across as a genuinely powerful villain to Spider-Man. And I liked the fact that, well, two things. One, that he just kills off most of the Sinister Six. Like he kills off Scorpion, Vulture's dead. Like he kills mm-hmm. all like they're all they're all dead. He kills them all. Mm-hmm. Um and and two, that really when he sees Spider-Man, he just oh and and um you know, the two two Spider-Man, he's just like, eh. Like I don't they they're not worthy of of being hunted by me. He doesn't consider them to be particularly powerful. He's yeah. more obsessed with like size, like the lizard and stuff like that. And it's only really when he sees a symbiote Spider-Man that he's like, oh, okay, maybe this is the the real kind of final hunt for me. So yeah, I really liked it. And also, again, the twist on him from the comics is obviously that he's, in the comics, he just wants to beat Spider-Man to prove he's the best hunter in the world. He doesn't want to beat any of these villains in uh in Spider-Man 2, he wants to die by them. He wants someone to kill kill him, you know, to, mm. to, to, so he can die in battle, uh, which I thought was just a really nice twist. So, yeah, I, re- I really, really liked it. I thought it was really well done, actually. To be fair, I must admit, you know, you mentioned it already, I, I got a shock when he killed off the Sinister Sticks, where he just killed them all like i didn't i did not expect that at all like that was like that was that was quite dark (laughs) like yeah yeah yeah. this game's this game's taking a a bit of a turn here you know yeah very much so yeah it it was quite uh it's quite nice to have uh, a bit of death in in a marvel game (laughs) you know you gotta gotta get some death in there so that was good yeah well i mean i must admit craven's demise my jaw hit the fucking floor when Venom bit his head off. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was like pretty violent. For, holy. Uh... It was just, I just wasn't expecting to see something like that. As mm. much as he was going to kill him, I just didn't expect him to bite his fucking head off. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I've Insomniac done. Yeah. But that was so I, good to, like, say insignificance of Craven. Like, we've built up Craven for all this yeah. time and he's in, and yes. then just insignificant. Okay, click the fingers. There's a bigger threat, and that's just mullered the thing yeah, we yeah. were worried about. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Just yeah, just brilliant. Um, playing well, Venom obviously as as an enemy we we, we know about, and, and obviously that this game did a great job of of telling the same story that I know of, and I've obviously seen when when my kids have watched sort of Spider Man when the one of the TV shows um, is that kind of that demise of Peter with Venom obviously getting in his head little bits at a time little needling needling to take over again I thought that was brilliant Um, I enjoyed that there's a couple of scenes that we saw where obviously Miles was kind of reacting to um, to Peter being Venom and again just a little bit of storytelling but the one thing that I again did not expect Insomniac to do was have us controlling Venom like see I was like what the fuck are they doing with this game? I get, I was not expecting that at all. And I have to say, that was one of the most fun 
sort of, we'll call it side quests in the game. Controlling Venom was fucking so much fun. Obviously, felt indestructible. That's the point, but it was great. And, and I'm telling you, I, I would not be, I would not be turning down a, a Venom, you know, either expansion slash DLC. You know, yeah, the way mm-hmm. that they put that in there like it because it made you feel invincible and so powerful it then emphasizes the threat of venom obviously yes. again but to just think the development hours that have to go in to to have his movement and controls and abilities and all that kind of stuff just for basically a 15 minute yeah segment um it was outstanding like i didn't say and that was the uh, that was during the period where the story had like flipped into overdrive and I'd gone, oh, this is a fucking good game. Actually, mm. when I forget about all the nonsense and those stupid fucking bugs that I have to shoot, then this <laughs> is great. This um, was a turning point for you, was it? It really, it really was. It really was because I'd focused too much on trying to do those, the little crappy things just so I didn't have to do them at the end to get this platinum. Um, mm. and, and then, yeah, going back on the story and having this, and it's just like, this was just beat to beat to beat. And you're like, okay. Okay. They're really trying here. And yeah, yeah. I loved that mission. Mm. Yeah. From the kind of this point to the end of the game, it kind of went like a hundred mile an hour. Didn't it yeah. really? Like, you know, if you, if you beeline the main story, so you were just, you had nothing to slow you down in between your mind would have just been like fucking hell. Yeah, it'd, be you know I mean? it'd have been like yeah. taking three lines of Coke probably, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but look, um, yeah. obviously controlling Venom kind of, mm. how, but did you expect that? Was that something that, or did you assume uh, you would? I, so I think like way before launch, I thought the idea of playing as Venom would be really cool. And I thought maybe that Insomniac would think about putting it in the game. But by the time I got to play the game, by the time the game released, I'd kind of forgotten about it. So um it came as a big surprise to me uh, when you when you get it, and, for, and and also what I really loved about that segment is that they do this kind of like red herring scene element where you know um, Harry becomes Venom, and it looks like it's going to transition you into Peter versus Venom at that point, and then Norman comes between them and you're like, oh, okay, so obviously I'm not going to fight him now because that would be silly that you'd fight him so quickly. And then as soon as, you know, um, Peter's sent out of the way, I was like, are they going to let us play as Venom? You know, and and you kind of, they they don't do the normal quick transition, you know, the kind of wraparound seamless transition quite in the same way. It's almost like a jolt into it and i think that's deliberate to kind of surprise you is like oh shit i'm you know i'm venom now um so i thought that was really cool and then that whole segment i mean there are there needs to be like a category at like the game awards for something for like best gaming moment of the year and and stuff like this would be in it if you know Mm. what i mean like there's a couple of games that have done these wacky unbelievably cool 15 minute 20 minute things alan wake 2 does there's one as well no spoilers on that but that does one recently um and this one is is way up there for like like if you just just say what's your favorite kind of 15 minute moment of gaming in a year you know this one would be like top two probably 
yep. because it's it's just so cool and and yeah like it just makes you feel very powerful which is the point it emphasizes the threat of venom um i love how they based a lot of this around very destructible environments as well to kind of emphasize how powerful you are um he just looks really cool obviously as well you, you're getting a chance to kill people you know it's very violent <laughs> so yes. for marvel standards so i thought that was really cool and um i think it was great because you know i don't think without tweaks you couldn't sustain that that gameplay for, you know that playing is venom for a long period of time so i think it yeah. was it was nice that they went okay yes we want to do a venom segment but this will be the only one because we don't want to make that we don't want to underplay how significant you know that segment is in terms of the the fun of it and you know the the threat that mm. venom is and you know we don't want any real threat to venom in that scene because we want you to live out that fantasy of being venom so i just thought it was like impeccably well done and you get to the end of it and you're like well how can how can the rest of the game kind of live up to that moment i, I actually so i did it just just as a story i did it and then i watched my wife play it and um you know she got to that scene and i'm there kind of in the corner like smiling i'm like oh she doesn't know like she doesn't she doesn't know what's about to happen and then she, she literally just as um you know as the the kind of baton guys uh come up to to venom and, and norman's like don't don't use I don't know, guns on him or whatever, yes. non-lethal force. She was like, oh, it'd be so cool if you got a chance to play as Venom. And then obviously within about three oh. seconds, it transitions. And she literally <laughs> like screamed like as, as it transitions into the thing. So I thought that was just super cool. Uh, it's just, it's a great, it's a real, it's arguably the best part of the game, that segment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was great as well. But you're right about mm. obviously being, Venom obviously being this, this, scary powerful guy because see those see the sort of chase sequences when you're mj and mm. you're trying to calm peter down that shit was fucking straight up horror by the way i'm like yeah. oh, get me the it's, fuck out of well here done, i ain't yeah. playing alan wake too here um, <laughs> yeah that Christ. shit was that was not good that was not good for me <laughs> didn't like that bit <laughs> um you mentioned norman um I thought, I thought Norman. I thought Norman as a character was brilliant, and I did notice again. This is me as the non-comic expert. I did notice various clothing changes, where it'd be yeah. green and yeah. it'd just be normal, then it'd be green, then it'd be normal. One bit I'm going to moan about, and I understand why they did it, because obviously the game's setting you up for Norman, obviously going to be the Green Goblin. But the thing is, is that you've saved you as a Spider-Man, Miles and Peter. You've saved. Harry, he's mm. alive at the end of the day, which Norman asked you to go and save him. You did that. Yes, the symbiote suits, the symbiote suits off of him, but you still saved his fucking life. And he turns against you. I'm like, mm, I don't like that. I must admit, mm. I thought that was a little bit, but I know they had to do something because I'm assuming the reason they've kept Harry alive, because I, I, again, I know that there's Goblin and then there's Boy Goblin, isn't there? There's so there's both of them. Yeah, it's right? Hob Hobgoblin, yeah. yeah. Hobgoblin, yeah. So yeah. I'm assuming that's why Harry's still alive because because he says, what is it, I'm going to release the G serum, which I'm guessing yeah. the Goblin serum, yeah? yeah. I assume so, it's, it, it's going to go down the route of it's an attempt for him to cure Harry, but yeah. they he, both get infected. 
or, or he maybe, just him. maybe he's the human test guinea pig beforehand mm. or something like that like there's yeah. a reason for it, it kind of facilitates the green goblin with harry still being alive that's the only reason i assume he's still alive yeah, yeah. and and i think they they may go like there's a couple of routes they could go down with that uh which i which i liked because by keeping harry alive you know there's there's no reason why they also couldn't do a different direction where Norman in his, you know, mad attempts to actually get Harry working, so to speak again, actually goes, you know what? It's good enough. Let's just inject Harry with yeah. the G serum. And, and it does cure mm-hmm. Harry, but it sends him green goblin mad yes. in the process, um, which, which sets Harry up again for, you know, another, uh, another game, but in a even more, personal way as it were you know even more deranged so they could do that i suspect they'll probably just go the traditional route of have norman be the green goblin but i think like there's there's definitely emotional beats to be had if if you have harry be a center of another game as well in terms of villain Mm. um whether they will go that direction i I don't know but yeah it's cool but i I do know what you mean about like norman you know it's i mean they did save him i know he's a a bit brain dead now but you know they they, they did they did save harry and um you know they but they couldn't do it fully um so it feels like there should be some some you know the gratitude at least yeah your boy's alive alive. you know he's not in great way but he is alive uh but but obviously not but i I will say that the the actor that plays norman i think is really good and i really love the the facial mocap that they used for him so like when he gets emotional like you see his lip quivering yeah it's really really well done like he doesn't show emotion like too visibly apart from those kind of things it's it's really subtle but well not too subtle but it's you know he's not blubbering or anything like that it's, it's just very well done yeah yeah i agreed um one of my favorite moments in the game one of my favorite i suppose you call it a quest it is a quest is the black cat I cannot believe Insomniac threw in the Rift Apart stuff. Like, yeah. fucking... Speak about, like, minds being blown with, with Control and Venom. See, when he threw that Rift Apart stuff in, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe they went there. I fucking loved that bit. I thought, again, having Black Cat back was great. Uh, I thought she, I think she's brilliant in the game and really well done. But that moving between the Rifts, at that speed, at that fidelity, mm. was just unbelievable and then when you land in like antarctica or whatever i'm like holy shit you know yeah, I, was, I just couldn't believe they went there and i'm struggling to so remember good. what you were talking about actually and it's like yeah now and no, i know what you're talking about yeah and you're going through the portals yeah yeah and yeah. then um obviously it was really well done with the well, obviously when because obviously you're taking down the bad guys and then black cat will swoop in and and save you through a portal and stuff just like fuck it this is this is really well polished at this point and of course then when that finishes and um you get a little throwback to um Doctor Strange, don't you? A little note. Yeah. They, they need their toy back, you know. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I like, I like yeah, that. But I think life. you've, I think you've been sold a dummy, mate. I think you can do that on an HDD. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a, that was a personal highlight for me of the, um, yeah, of all the sort of side stuff. <laughs> um, I, I said obviously there about, about the side stuff. Um, I actually. One thing I did appreciate about this game was that from 2018 to this one, they, they condensed down a hell of a lot of the bloat. 
Um, in particular, around, around around the crimes, which were essential to a degree to get some tokens for for upgrades, but they weren't essential as part of maybe getting a platinum or or clearing areas, which I did really appreciate. But I thought a lot of the side quests that they did have really really landed. In particular, um, I really liked the music side quest with Miles, not because I'm a massive jazz fan or like that, but what I really liked was that. When when you complete the side quest and you go to you know whatever I think it's Harlem isn't it you go to and then it's like a museum it's a curation of all the all these instruments and that you found they were all real people like everything yeah. in that act I I looked I thought is that you know is that real people and sure enough it was and, and the information that it gave you was a nice copy and paste from Wikipedia right enough but I'm like that's a really cool touch they didn't just make up people they actually put real historical jazz music jazz musicians in this game. Really, really, again, Kraken touched that little is note it, there. I mean, it's like, yeah, a, no, I like do that. you give a shit? Yeah, no, really? I like that. It's, it's a nice Name touch, one of them. yeah. Well, but as I said, I don't, because I don't know jazz. I had, so I had to look them all up. But I like the fact they went to that effort of using real people. That look I like that. Really, I thought it was a nice really touch. stuck in your mind, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, I must admit. I, I, I was like, because I went through each one and looked at them and, and went on, on, like, on Google them and, oh, yeah, that's a real person as well, yeah. No, I thought it was a cool touch. Uh, yeah, okay. Obviously, the, the the cynic here, Ben. You know, didn't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's loads, of, but they they have so many callbacks in this game, like so many like little references, and they probably do that in like every game. Um, but it's like, okay, yeah. You're such a cynic. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't highlight it. <laughs> but oh that's, come that's on, me. that was really that's cool. Me. Okay, okay. Luke, help me yeah. out the game, will you? Oh, I, well, yeah, it might sound like I'm ganging up on you, Ben, but I do actually agree. I think, <laughs> I think it was. I think even if even if you don't really care about any of that, I think the fact that they've gone to an effort to try and integrate, you know, that aspect of Miles's community into his story, um, is is really cool because you don't, you know, if you think about a lot of the banal side quests that you get these days in open world games you know side storylines they're not they're not particularly interesting they don't have anything particular of significance to say and not that they need to necessarily but sometimes it's nice to have one like this where it's a bit you know it's it's kind of you know paying homage to to miles's community and and, and brooklyn in particular and you know the the massive new york jazz scene and charlie I know, park I know and what all trying stuff. to do yeah it, whether you can it's a glorified it, lame fetch quest but yeah okay well yeah i mean they are quite <laughs> fetch questy. But, but at least at the end of it you you get some sort of payoff for your fetch quest because you get like this little interactive uh, <laughs> that's my payoff gets, you get yeah, a little yeah, interactive a piece a of history. history. I think, I think, I think that's quite cool. I think it's, you know, it's quite brave of them to to do that in the game. Um, so, thank you, Luke. But, but yeah, whether you, whether you particularly enjoy it, I think you know that's that's kind of by the by, isn't it? Like, if, if some yeah, people yeah, will yeah, really I can, enjoy I can that, and some some yeah. people will just just be like, I could not give less of a shit about that. Let's move on and get some spider bots. That's Ben. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's which is, ben which right is now. Absolutely, baby. Yeah, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Ben, was there any side quests that you did like? Uh, not overly. Um, None at all. Uh, I don't. I didn't mind the just the the random quests that you would get where you'd like you get the the uh, machine dog for the blind woman. That type of stuff. Like that's oh, all. Yeah. That's all. And and yeah. the um the uh, deaf um girl. Yes. It, yeah, yeah, I thought that was excellent and well done as good. well. Like, yeah, I, I like that type of stuff. Like that's. It's got a bit of meaning behind it. I thought the 
um, the real sentiment. There were two real sentimental ones. I thought the the one with the grandpa. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done because that kind of hits home for a lot of people. Sure. Um, I thought the the birds one was yeah, a bit loud. But oh, really? That's just my opinion. Just uh, that's just my opinion. Oh. But I thought that one was a bit lame. I thought the grandpa one was, but maybe that's just a bit. The grandpa one was very kind of relatable and stuff. So. I think the the Howard one uh, depends on if, well, two things: if you remember Howard from the first game, and yeah. if you Those came across Howard, pigeons, yeah, uh, <laughs> and collecting the pigeons and stuff. So you know, th- there's there's more attachment to Howard. If that you, might be my issue with yeah, that. If you, yeah, if, if you, you remember just that, stumbling, yeah, yeah. And doing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I think that's a really like that's a for if you have investment in in Howard's character, that that's a really you know that emotionally hits really well. But if you don't, then it probably doesn't do anything apart from it's quite fun to. F- fly to some music with a flock of pigeons for a bit mm, um yeah. but yeah the, the grandpa one i think is just more i mean it's more generally relatable isn't it uh mm. you, you don't have any pro- you need to have any prior knowledge of any characters for that quest because they're all new uh so yeah but I, <clears throat> I thought the the kind of little you know friendly neighborhood spider-man uh side quest by and large were, were really well done certainly better than the first game Yes, yeah. I think that's because obviously they've, they've taken that bloke down. They've 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 listened to feedback, yeah, um, and 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 reduced that down. Ben, you um, you mentioned the the ASL quest. Now, see for me, it's funny that because I loved this little bit, of this this little this segment, I suppose you could call it. But prior to me getting to that, I had saw it on Twitter and someone made a really shitty tweet about this, right? And they'd said, oh, you know, they'd put, oh, this is gay. I'm like, I really fucking grow up. Um, and it's like, I want to just be Spider-Man. What am I doing? And I was like, all right, okay. I hadn't, I hadn't got to that. I got to that quest actually about an hour later or later on that day. Um, and it's literally 15 minutes of your time. And I play with headphones anyway. And of course, if you play it with headphones, you really get the message because obviously all the audio goes. And you've just kind of got this white noise, obviously, to represent, obviously, you know, like people who are deaf. I thought, this is really, really well done. And for the sake of 15 minutes, for a little bit of appreciation to a good character and to the ASL community, we're actually complaining about this? Fucking hell. Is that what it's yeah. come to? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah. This game does... I think this one of the plus pluses of this game is that it is very inclusive. It is very, um, it shine. I don't know. It, it's got it's that uplifting feeling to the game. The whole, even down to the color choices and the saturation of the colors and and the art style and everything like that. Everything is um, everything is kind of like a build up. Uh, and and for me, it was totally in keeping with all of that, especially off the back of Miles Morales last game into this game i i yeah i i liked it i thought i actually haven't done it yet so uh <laughs> it's it's uh-huh. on my list of Spoilers. things to do no it's fine i mean i know i know broadly what, what it is but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it basically so ah good well apologies for the spoiler don't worry, don't worry. It's, it's this is a spoiler cast. A it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Luke was prepared for that, right? Yeah, I was, I was prepared for for uh, side quest spoilers at the very least. What did you guys? What did you guys think of just like the um the things that you had to do in order to complete the districts, like the random things, like the uh the the 
shooting of the or getting the spider bots and then shooting the the bugs with the the bee mm. things and you know you know that type of type of thing i i liked them because i felt as though again it was a lot more condensed down there wasn't a hundred to do people who got the platinum in 2018 can resonate about how much there was to do and it was far too much whereas because they took away the need to do the random crimes it meant that the things you had to focus on like you know the bee thing and like the the flames obviously which which obviously led to a a, a side quest as well i felt they were all really good some of them are quicker than others the spider bots you know they appeared on your map as you unlocked it so it was absolutely fine. I never once felt I was grinding. And that's the difference. We'll see 2018, that was a fucking grind. Mm. But I never once felt, oh, another one, oh, another one. Because I got everything pretty naturally anyway. I think mm. I would have enjoyed all of that more if I hadn't made the decision to do the Platinum. Now, I thought by making that decision, it would give me purpose and would make me enjoy doing that stuff more. It's, I thought the other way, but I think if I had just done a natural amount of it during the game and progressed, so I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I, 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 so I enjoyed it as I was going along, some of it. Um, obviously, I left until the, the late game, like the um, the wind tunnel drone missions hmm. um, oh, and stuff yeah. like that, because I, I wasn't... A huge fan of those. Yeah, they're a bit annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I didn't like the, the, the B ones. Not a big fan of at all. Um, I actually really like the Spider-Bot ones, if only because it, it's it's such... Like, it's it's a collectible side quest, right? I mean, you're just going and collecting these things. But one, I genuinely really like the design So of, of each Spider-Bot. Like, it was always cool to see you know what they'd what what design they'd come up with Mm. uh and and two um when you collect a certain amount of them and it starts to tease kind of you know um what the whole quest line is about that actually hooks me in to be like oh i really want to finish this now because i want to see what the kind of grand reveal is and the grand reveal is actually really cool uh and and um, maybe sets up some future crossover stuff or, or something like that but um, yeah, because am I right in saying it brings up Miguel, who is he the bad guy in the new Spider Verse? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and, and specifically the, the the portal that forms and and Delilah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, Delilah was meant to be in uh, the first Spider Verse film. Uh, they they cut uh, or maybe the second one of them, um, but she she was cut out of it. But the minute you see the portal, it's the it's exactly the same portal as they used in the spider-verse film so it's meant to you know be a a, a little nod slash tie-in to, to those films really to another spider-man universe being being that one um so i thought that was really cool i think i, I saw brian interhar did a, an interview and he said you know they collaborated with the guys at sony pictures for that for that element so it's not just like a little nod to it it is actually the spider-verse you know as in the the miles spider-verse that yes. we're all aware yeah. of for the films so I thought that was really cool um just like a little something to ruminate on for a future game and i think brian interhar said you know i don't know where that will go in the future if we'll do anything more if it will be a greater tie-in you know maybe we'll have something like that they're not thinking about that too much now but i think the fact that it's there is is kind of a, a good reward for people who are invested in spider-man generally and um it potentially sets up some Cool things they could do. 
Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people actually expected this one to introduce. Well, let me. I suppose in a way they did introduce multiverse, but maybe have a actually mm-hmm. have a multiverse would be part of the story. But maybe it was a bit much, I guess, at this stage. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's a bit of a difficult thing to do as well because I, I think from a story perspective, there's. It, it, like they've never really hinted at it that much in this yeah. universe, apart from obviously that element with the spider bot quest. Um, and everybody's doing multiverse stuff like Marvel are just, you know, they're obsessed with this. Now this is kind of the whole arc. The whole and, shtick, yeah. Yeah. And like for a, another Marvel product, that's a separate storyline as it were to, to involve that to a massive extent, to a story defining extent, I think would be, like there's too much saturation in that do you know what i mean like i don't think that's particularly interesting as a story um now for a third game maybe they could introduce it um in some way but i I don't i still don't think a third game will have it as a focus even if they do indeed indeed so a big complaint about 2018 was a certain sequence of missions by a character called Mary Jane Watson. Um, And it was probably one of the most common complaints I ever saw about 2018. And it was the one thing people went, I hope to fuck we've got no MJ missions in 2018. Um, Not only did they include MJ missions, they added more and they made her a fucking Terminator. (laughs) Um, Ben, what did you Mm. think of the MJ missions? I liked the MJ missions. I thought it mixed it up. Um, The first one I didn't like as much as the others because you get more equipment (laughs) to to use and to disarm and disable people. Um, But uh, the first one, like I remember trying to get for a certain checkpointed bit and it took me like three attempts to get these two people first, then go over there and get those and that type of thing. Um, But in general, I thought they were decent. She was OP, wasn't she? Oh, <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> and, and at the end, you you basically have an unlimited kind of gun thing going on. And it's it's pretty, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. You know, you're 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 accepting these things throughout that yes. like that that I don't know. It's suspending your your belief or whatever. Major it is. disbelief. Yeah. Um, but fine. Fine, fine, fine. And it was much better than the last game. I don't think the complaints really roll forward into this one. And they doubled down on it. They went, we are going to have them. We're going to have three of them. I think it was or whatever. And they're going to be progressively better. So (laughs) enjoyed it. Yeah. I actually, I'm, I'm the same. Do you know what? I actually didn't mind them, even when you get that sonar gun. But at least it explains to you, look, is this a high-powered sonar on it or whatever? Okay, fair enough. You know, you suspend disbelief. The bit that I couldn't suspend disbelief is how the fact that suddenly, because they're chasing MJ, the hunters turn to fucking morons. You know, the deadliest hunters on the planet. And MJ eludes them every time. And even yeah. one of them sneaks into the room behind her. He's got an open shot and he misses her. Like, when he shoots with a fucking crossbow, and it's like, really? Really? We went there, did we? Nail That's... Spider-Man every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. But listen, we're, 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 we're pulling threads, I think, at that one. But um, they were definitely a lot better, do you think, Luke? Yeah, they were, yeah. Uh, they, they were just more more, engage, more engaging and less frustrating, I, I feel yes. like. I feel like the fail state was harder to get in these missions compared to to um 
the 2018 and, and part of the reason for that is because of the the sonar gun which actually gives you a chance to you know um avoid a fail state as it were um so yeah m- much better and I, because i thought in, t- in 2018 like they, they weren't very good apart from maybe i quite like the subway one like the initial one like the grand station one but i think the problem was that the, the core concept was was or sorry the core, the core idea behind them is sound in that they're meant to be a bit of a palate cleanser between everything else that you do and they're meant to break up the pace of the plot so that you're not you know it's, it's not bombastic for 20 hours because probably wouldn't be that enjoyable if it was um but yeah the, the first one just struggled because the the idea was right but the execution was was pretty poor and on this one it's much better because as I say one there's not that many of them two it's very difficult to fail them or more difficult and um three that they, they don't last they're not actually that long in terms yeah. of mission which is which is quite helpful as well so it's it's just they they got it right in this one yeah yeah no i i agree i i didn't mind them at all um and to be fair that you know that that last one obviously when you're sneaking about and and the um the the symbiotes are coming it's, it's a bit tense as well you know like fucking it, hell you know um so it was, it was sort of yeah i think i think it the main difference between this one and the last game from memory was that they remembered it's still an action game and you to have a palate cleanser exactly like luke was saying that's what they're doing but they tried to cleanse the palate a bit too much i think yeah last time and and this time they remembered that people are still playing an action game and they don't want to have full stealth and fail Mm -hmm. states which happen all the time and they don't want that they'll just get frustrated with that um you've been conditioned throughout the whole game to play a certain way and now you're telling me I have to play a different way. That yeah. that doesn't work. That juxtaposition isn't isn't good for anyone. Um, yes. I think they just recognise that. Yeah. Um. One of the one of the complaints that I have about the game as well is I didn't really like the skill tree or the options you have. So we've got fifty skill points. We've got an array of different skills between Peter himself, Miles, and, and a dual one. And I found myself really just picking all the combat ones and then leaving everything else behind. Like, do I really need a skill point to loop when I'm swinging? Do I really need a skill point to do my little launch jump higher? The A lot of those skill points felt really worthless. Like, I get games feel as though they have to reward you, but... A lot of them felt so, so meaningless. Even around halfway, I think 25 points would have probably been more than enough. I may be nitpicking there. I may be the only one that thinks that. But once I got the main combat ones, especially the Venom suit, especially Miles' upgraded Venom attacks, I was I was pretty happy with that, to be honest with you. How dare you insult that loop i loved that loop it was like one of the first ones i didn't use it once was it (laughs) yeah yeah it was one of the first ones i unlocked because it was just it was just fun like i don't think it was very practical but it was fun um it's but but apart from that one which is sacrilege i do kind of agree on on the rest yeah i think like some of them would just seem like they wanted to deviate the skill tree which is fine but then you have to offer actual meaningful decisions on either side of the skill tree and um 
it didn't really feel like they did all the time on that one. Uh, there were there were a lot of opportunities where I think they didn't quite quite get it right, but. It's certainly a massive improvement from 2018, right? Because the fact is that you had a proper skill tree for all these powers now and, and, and um, you know, extra movement ability skills and stuff. So I'm glad that they went in the direction. I just think maybe next time it needs to be a bit more meaningful. And I think the best skill trees are always the ones that you kind of, you know, you've got the points feel really um, precious in the, you, you know, if you, if you, you're kind of torn between two avenues, which route to go. And it, it's a difficult decision every time. It didn't really feel like that here. It was like, yeah, this this stuff over here is quite useless, actually. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to go just down here. Just ignored them till the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I did. Yeah. Ben, your thoughts I, on that? Yeah, I completely agree with you. As, as soon as I got skills on my face buttons for the combat, um... I'm not even sure I spent more than a moment in just picking one. Same. Like, exactly I same. don't care. It was the same thing like in God of War. Like, I got to, as soon as I had my main kind of set of what I press, I don't give a shit. Like, none of these are doing anything that I'm going to use, or yeah. they'll just naturally occur. I mean, God of War is a bit different because it's like, well, I'm never going to do that combo or never going to do that but the this and they it seemed the the ones that i didn't choose the 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 dual ones which span across both characters for like i I hardly touched those at all and i just tried to go down the the peter and the miles trees i think but was i i wasn't really paying attention and it is it's almost like the um the the action games they action games that never they never get that rpg skill tree feeling Mm. It's very hard for them to deliver on that. It, I don't know, like because they they all cost the same, but some are significantly more worthwhile in your view than others, and others are just like dressing. Um, so I, yeah, it's it was it was absolutely fine. And it was serviceable, and there was some good stuff there, and obviously led to some excellent combat things going on. But um, it was a bit yeah, bit naff really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you've brought up combat there. Again, you know, I know we've done a lot of comparing between 2018 and this one, but I thought the combat in this game was fucking excellent. Yep. They made it so much more fluid, getting away from that weapon wheel, which slows you down. It's Christ, I didn't yeah. actually appreciate how immersion-breaking that is, constantly pausing, pausing, and pausing to choose different guardians. Whereas this... It condensed your gadgets down, which in a way I, I miss things like the the web ball and things. There was a couple of things I did miss, but because you had all these, we'll call it natural powers, you didn't need them because your powers were so OP. Whereas in the first game, you relied on your gadgets, whereas obviously mm. here you have your you know your venom powers and your and your um your actual well, literal venom powers as well. So on, on both characters. So that obviously was was the big difference here and having the shoulder buttons and face buttons to make all that and put all these combos together without that split second stop, brilliant. Um, Really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that it still kept a lot of the abilities from the original game. So you're familiar obviously with with obviously, you know, drawing enemies in and, and, and zipping to them to keep those, to keep those combos going and then adding in these new bits 
fantastic. Really, really well done. I can't, I actually can't fault the combat at all, to be honest with you. I th- that was another thing. They they did a really good job at not because you know when you get sequels of games or whatever, and then suddenly you've got you feel really underpowered at the start, and you've got naff all moves and stuff like that. They did a really good job at not making you feel like that. They did a really good job at thinking that it was a continuation from the last game. You're just getting new skills on top of your old skills, yeah. and and I know it's not revolutionary using the L one and R one and then the, the the face buttons to have multiple kind of have eight different things you can use or whatever yeah. and it's not revolutionary but it felt it and there are so many games that are going to be doing that from now on like because it yeah. brought it up on the screen as well like it was on the screen that that just that difference and how they're doing it and rather than that bloody weapon wheel you're right you i didn't realize how much of a hindrance that is mm-hmm. like the way mm-hmm. that they did it was so fluid um yeah, I can't fault it. Yeah, it, it must be doing sequels of games when you've kept the characters and you've got skills must be one of the most difficult decisions in what you do with a sequel. Mm. Especially if you've got armor, of course, you know, you know, in God of War Ragnarok, you know, your your armor, your lost your armor, you know, was taken away, whatever. I can't remember what the, the reason yeah. was. Um, so that's how they got around that, you know. Um, but that must be a very difficult decision in what you do when you've got a direct sequel. Because now, again, the third game, well, what do they do? You've now got these anti-venom and, and, and Miles has got his venom punches and things. What do they do now? You know, and that's that can't be easy. And, you know, in Final Fantasy VII, you know, the, the part two, the remake part two is coming out and they're having to address that. And effectively, they are going to, I think they've said they're actually going to nerf your characters. They're going to have to. Because obviously... It's a part two, so technically you could jump in if you wanted to, but if you played the game and got your characters to level 50, they're all getting nerfed. Mm. And that's they've blatantly told you that in advance because there's like there's nothing else we can do. Because you'll be OP as fuck throughout the entire game. Yeah. And you'd have nothing to progress to, so it must be really difficult. Yeah, I think it is, but somehow they made it feel <laughs> okay in this one. Yeah. Because uh, they didn't um, seem like any power had been reduced. They just added stuff on top. Yes. Yeah. It made it yeah, feel indeed. like that anyway. It was yeah, all sure. an illusion, but yeah, it was good. <laughs> Yourself, Luke, how did you um how did you feel the combat went? Yeah, I think it was um I felt like the two biggest improvements from the first game were traversal and combat. Um combat in particular, because let you know the the, the first game had great combat um and it had the gadgets and and they were they you know that was cool and the the finishers um and it felt pretty complete then um but layering over this suite of abilities on top of that and then also expanding everything else underneath it uh, is exactly how you should do like an evolution of combat from one sequel from one game to it to its sequel right like god of war ragnarok did this as well but it didn't do it to the same degree as uh as this did because in god of war like you got new abilities and a, a you know different skill tree and obviously later in the game you get you get dropped near as a new weapon uh but it, it didn't really do it to this extent where you've got this like massive suite of powers for each character and then oh by the way you've got a whole separate suite you know when peter gets a symbiote and becomes anti-venom etc yeah so yeah it was um e- excellent and, and as i say it's one of the reasons i like doing you know all the kind of menial stuff in the world because if there's an enemy encounter the combat's just really good it's just really fun so 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree totally. Um, what did we what did we think of the sort of what we'll call it the sort of final few missions? And so in the storyline, Venom is essentially taken over in New York, and it's this sort of dark, basically infested place. Which I thought, like again, I thought the design was was stellar. Um, yeah. There's a couple of real. I've got a couple of really good um, photo mode shots from it, which I thought were fucking excellent. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've got to go and do a bit more grinding. We've got to destroy these nests, which I thought were good. And you, you got you, you got excellent um, battles from it. But I saw one of the things, that I, again, just to get a nitpick a little bit, is that you've got the two Spider-Men, obviously, who have to go and do their thing, and they're relying on, on MJ to go and... Um, Get the, the the heart of the venom, the the um beat or whatever it was, and then she hops on her bike and races through this. It's like Miles, why not just pick it up? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, just I pick it up and, yeah, and swing, man. Like, yeah. come on, yeah. come on. I get that it's trying to show MJ's badass and she's an independent woman. She doesn't yeah. need no man. I get it, but they could have just gone MJ. Hop on, love. I'll get us in thirty yeah. seconds. I, and also, they're having a full blown conversation. She's never yeah. hearing a word of that. Not yeah. one fucking word of that, mate. What are they? Are they got earpieces on? What's going on? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just like that's. Come on, that's a little bit campy, isn't it? You know, a bit too video gamey, as as yes. Ben would say. That bit. It, 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 like it was like it, it was almost saying, put yourself at real risk. We're Spider Man. We we can handle it, but you put yourself at real risk. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Riding a motorbike yeah. through, through the city, yeah. Just pick her up, Miles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. that, um, yeah, we've, we've already kind of mentioned it. That that's kind of last third, but particularly those those last couple of quests, they were they were really good. And and, and the, I thought the the boss battle with Venom was really really exciting. Boss fights were so fucking well done. They really were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think each boss at the end, I think they had three. They all had three, didn't they? Three health bars. Mm-hmm. Um, with obviously with with each kind of array of, of of abilities changing. Really good. Really really exciting. Um, end to that game where, like we said, it was like a hundred mile an hour literally, and um, I couldn't put it down. I really couldn't. And um, yeah, fucking loved it. I also thought it was a really good. This is I'm right in saying this, aren't I? That that the heal mechanic. You had to get a full bar in this one, whereas you could heal at any point at any point in the bar in the previous game. So if you're halfway right, yeah. if you're halfway through a bar, you could press heal and you could get a little bit of health. But in this one, you had to wait for a full focus like bar, um, yeah. focus bar to have filled. I thought that was I thought that was good because it really added that element of tension when you were just just trying to get a couple of hits in and you're just clicking heal, 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 heal. <laughs> like as as <laughs> yeah. you're hitting people, just like, please let me heal. <laughs> then it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was, yeah, definitely during boss fights, that was uh, that that was the story of me. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, the one thing that I probably didn't use enough um, was the party mechanic. But you got... Really? You- you got a really generous window when you realised how to do it, didn't you? Did this, you not this, use this it wasn't enough? I, I was, no, it was I con- it was constant for me because also it happens. It also happens um, when you're trying to do, use a uh, a power. If they're attacking you at the same time, you press L one and then press one of the face buttons. So you're naturally parrying. It it adds that fluidity mechanic where it yeah. it adds the the parry in automatically. I, I was nope. parrying left, right, and centre. That was my. Yeah. 
that's Maybe you as a Dark Souls. Souls fan, yeah. Whereas mm. I only parried when I had to. Really? I, it was my main form of defense, I'd say. No, I was just circle. Because I, I, I perfected the perfect dodge, you see. Because then you then you then web their face, zip over to them, continue the combo. Yeah, I was all about the perfect dodge. Oh, Christ, I would stand, stand in their face, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and Elden Ring their ass. <laughs> I'd wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, the um, the sort of final battle with, um, with, with Venom, what did you think? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, it's great. Um, I, you know, you. It needed to be like an epic fight, uh, and uh, you know, being three stages, it it definitely was. And I really just loved the the first phase in particular. That environment of the kind of bleachers, you know, all suspended in the air and taking over. I just thought that visually at least and artistically looked incredible like it was really impressive um and then obviously you know little nods to the comic as well when he gets his wings and stuff like that um i thought was was awesome oh that's part that's lord as well is it right yeah yeah so um yeah like really really cool stuff and um you know and and it was it was the the elements obviously the switching up of who you are in that battle and then the the emotion that peter has while he's fighting harry and also the emotion harry has you know even within venom you know he's he's all he's always even though venom's you know mental he's always still trying to include peter he just wants them to be together still you know and 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 achieve their heal the world mission albeit um in a very uh, twisted way uh, for venom yes um so I, I really like that and kind of harry you know towards the end of the battle like he's trying his best to come out and you know get the symbiote off of him but he just you know he can't he's he's too bonded to it so i, I really like all of those touches and it, it felt it felt fitting as a final battle. Like not everybody yeah. knew it was always going to be, you know, the, the final thing that you do in the game, the final boss. But I, I felt like they they made it feel like a big thing. Just just you know, it, it felt similar to how they did um, Doc Ock right in the in the first game. That feels like a really earned but very emotional fight, um, but for a, a different reason there. But it was very well done. Um, and obviously, you know, we're kind of move on to the ending, um, and the ending of 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 the storyline. And I suppose what certainly feels like the passing of the baton to Miles. So we see, obviously, we're in we're in Peter's garage um, with MJ, and, and and Peter obviously decides that it's time he focuses on Peter and MJ rather than being Spider Man. Of course, there's this, there's this great conversation where you realise that. That Miles is no longer a boy, as such. You know, he is a man. He has matured, and he even says, "You know, I've got this." You know, take some time off. And of course, Insomniac have came out and said, "Yeah, yeah, listen, it's it's the natural, you know, progression that, that Miles will be the main Spider-Man." Now, what I found interesting was is that they didn't say he'd be the only Spider-Man. They yeah. just said it'd be the main one, or you know, but people think people have taken it. Oh no, it's just going to be miles from that one. Hmm. Are you telling me that if in Spider-Man three the fucking world's coming down, Peter's going to be sat at home with his slippers on and not going to get the suit out? Come on, do you know what I mean? So I like yeah. that. I like the conversation they had. The sort of well, I've called it a retirement of Peter. You could say, but I think it's more of a more of a vacation, as we'd say in America. Yeah, I think. Um, 
it was interesting when Luke was saying earlier about the the arc of the like the Peter Miles arc and how you thought it was very focused on Miles and that passing of the baton. I, I only got that really at the right at the end of the game for me personally. Like I I didn't really see it throughout. It's a more of a retrospective thing. Ah, the game was doing that. Um, and then right at the end in that last scene, yes, Miles is very prominent and leading up and leading up to it. Um, but he is definitely the sub Spider-Man in my mind throughout. And then it's only that Garrett scene. Yes. Yeah. Peter's the Dom. Dom. Peter's the Dom. And, and Miles is a sub (laughs) and clearly, uh, and then, and then when in that garage scene, yes, that is a, Oh, I've got this. And then it was more of a, for me, it was like, okay, Miles should, the next one is Miles going to be rising up and then he's the main guy. Mm. Um, I I do think Donnie made a good point when they didn't say he's the only one. I can see the third one being him, uh, third game being Miles as the main and then there being A another and then Peter having to come out of retirement to help those two. To, yeah, um, that's, to, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. That's my impression of the ending I, th- I thought it was weird when people did think that oh that that's pete done then isn't it and it's like well they didn't they didn't hint at that at all they just said mm. miles said i've got it go be peter parker for a while um yep. so it, it's not as if you know miles isn't gonna be like where the fuck is like <laughs> yeah it's been he's, two he's, years like come on yeah Dave. like <laughs> He's um, like the fucking Avengers sitting doing fuck all with all yeah. this stuff's going on. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Just yeah. sitting there in the Avengers Tower going, Peter's got this, you know? I yeah. know the whole thing's been turned to shit. The yeah. Venom goo everywhere. But you know what? Peter, you've got this, mate. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I do think that the the focus won't be on Pete in the third game as such. Um, and, and it may be that he, his playing time is is less um for sure but he will be a, a pivotal part of of number yeah. three and you will play as him but um you know miles is going to probably be the the somewhat of the focus of that game at least in terms of playable spider people um and then obviously the game dr- you know drops a, a pretty mega hint as to where it's going to go in terms of new spider people right at the very 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 end mm. um by just briefly teasing you know cindy cindy moon who's who's silk in the comics yeah so, so naturally i had to google that yeah <laughs> so yeah, you yeah. know i had no idea I, I was i was actually expecting gwen because i know what i know who gwen is i know that name yeah. that's who i was expecting i think a lot of people have gone oh why is it not gwen because mm, Sydney's yeah. not as well known to like the mainstream. Yeah. I mean, because obviously and, we've seen Gwen and so many of the of the movies. Yeah, and I think I think uh, I I um I wasn't that surprised in a way because um I always thought that they would do you know some other person as as Spider Man, Spider Woman, right? And like I I thought that that was naturally where you'd go, but. They've never, you know, Insomniac have never done things by the by book. The book. Yeah, so they've they've always gone, yeah, we want Venom in the game, but everybody knows Eddie Brock. People are bored of Eddie, like not bored, but there's so many representations of Eddie Brock as Venom. You don't need it to be Eddie Brock. Why can't it be? It can be anybody, right? So why mm. can't we have something that has a more emotional resonance to Peter's story in particular? 
And with this one, it felt like they looked at it and went, yeah, we could do Gwen, but everybody expects us to do Gwen. Yeah. And we don't really want to do Gwen for that reason. Like, we want to do something different. And they, they did this in the first game when they had Martin Lee as Mr. Negative. They were like, you know, he's a really new villain. You know, he's not a kind of a classic Spider-Man villain. Um, So by introducing him you know it was great to see that and see some a new and i really like mr negative as well as a villain i think he's great but like to to see someone new in a kind of big position in a in a spider-man you know um game or just any form of spider-man media that's not the comics i thought that was awesome so i wasn't too surprised it wasn't gwen i mean maybe gwen will turn up in some other capacity you know in in the main game but i think it's cool that they're doing silk who's a really awesome and just different you know my my okay. prediction is that uh miles will turn full love rat and uh <laughs> get with cindy <laughs> but so. is she not a bit young oh, i don't know i think she was miles age wasn't she that was the, no, that was the thing? she's quite, she's quite young in this one um, oh is she okay yeah, well maybe yeah. not then yeah. just <laughs> you know, yeah. i just assumed <laughs> we get to see did we i just assumed <laughs> it was miles's yeah. age yeah, I thought to me that she was quite a young. She was quite young. Oh, right, okay. Well, yeah. well, then absolutely not. Then I, I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks um, for getting us cancelled, Ben. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think what they'll probably do is they, they like to do a lot of mirror stuff in Somniac in their games, kind of echoes of you know pr- previous storylines and motifs that reoccur. So, I think they may kind of you know, move the story on to where, you know, Silk is a new spider person and Miles is the mentor, but he's struggling in that role, right? And like, he's finding it difficult and, you know, maybe it depends on the time leap they do in the next game as well. Like nobody really knows about that, but you know, they'll, they'll have that kind of similar motif that runs through the next game, I would think, um, or adjusted for, for Silk. Um, it'd be interesting to see how, she becomes Silk because in the comic she's bitten by the same spider that bites Miles, and obviously that can't happen here. So you know how how they get to that position, I, d- I don't know, but I'd be it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, in, in terms of sort of the, where we think the future of of the series will go, you know, we're we're kind of numerous um questions or, or comments about that and we actually had a with a, a with a comment from nathan who's um pure dead craig's son who is i think craig's tell me he platinum the game nine years old by the way wow. um oh. he said if they make a third <laughs> game it's impressive yeah yeah, yeah it's impressive but um he's uh he beat um that 30s inspired looking game that i can't even fucking beat cuphead Cuphead. Yeah. Oh, Cuphead. yes. Yeah, no, he, yeah. He I heard Cuphead. that was... Yeah. Craig was fuck. absolutely that's livid. Very that's insane. That is Craig actually insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So yeah. he said if they make a third game, I think they would focus on Green Goblin, Doctor Octopus, and Carnage. Which, to be fair, the, mm. the, the Carnage thing's an interesting one. I've not really touched on that because um, one of the guys from our Discord, Chris C.M. Walsh, he, he's... 
he's kind of put a, a, a couple of questions and, and kind of focused on that. And that's kind of what I wanted to alleviate to as well. So he's saying, so seeing as the game had an even better focus on the story and its side missions this time around, where do you see the flame story going? Do we get a DLC down the line or do we get a Miles Morales style interstitial game? Which of the op- which of these options would you prefer? DLC would be fine for me, but a lot of people never seem to return to play DLC, so maybe a smaller game is a better idea and also a better way to get more people to buy slash play it. Given the main story ends up up in the air who we would play, um, I would like to see us have the ability to control Wraith. We'd add a nice contrast to controlling a Spider-Man, even if it was just contained to a to, just contained to some main missions. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I fully expect they'll still do some sort of DLC. Yeah. Um, I think Chris made a good point, though. Like, I think there's a bit of negativity around DLCs. So unless it's not a DLC, it's a Miles Morales 2, which is actually a DLC, really. And that's where Carnage, for me, would probably fit into the issue, I guess, is the Carnage storyline in the main game was centered around Peter and Wraith, not Miles. Yes. So it's it, it, a lot of that's kind of kind of up in the air. But um, mm. do you think we'll get a DLC or we'll get a Miles game? Where do you think we're going to go from here? I think yeah. um, the DLC would be the only route that this would go down. Um, I don't think they're going to do another one of those um, intermediary kind of games. I don't think that will happen. I think they'll be moving on to Spider-Man 3. Um, and But this was very much set up because it's the symbiote stuff. It's uh, It was Peter as well. Like That for me only really works in a DLC capacity because then it's like bookending Peter's stuff. Mm. Like he's still that. And then the, the focus will then move to Miles. But I could definitely see this being a DLC because it's one of the few side storylines in the game which is like, oh, there was a clear continuation here. Yes. There was a clear, that one ended, he went, the guy went away, you know, and then Peter said, let's do this again sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fist bump, let's walk away. It was, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was pretty, um, pretty yeah, obvious, was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was like, this subtle. is what we're going to do. So I don't, I don't know. That's, that's how I feel anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's quite difficult though because um as you said Donnie, that th- this is a storyline that intertwines Peter and and Yuri and and uh Cletus Cassidy. Uh but if you do a DLC that focuses on this and you involve Peter, don't you undermine the ending of the yes. second game? Uh, yeah. So Yeah. Like that's why I think there'll be a miles too. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think. think, Well, either either a DLC that doesn't have Peter. I think. I think it depends on what you think of the reason for Miles Morales as a standalone product. Like, it it didn't feel too much like DLC to me. Although it didn't feel, you know, it felt like a lost legacy type situation that's that's yes. how it felt yeah, that's fair so um it's kind of in between you know kind of big enough to be its own thing but not too big that you think that it necessarily warrant warranted something completely separate so it depends on if they want to do, go down that 
because really that's a business model decision, right? It, do they want to go down that route again? And I, I always felt like Miles was kind of put down that route because they wanted something for the PlayStation 5 quite early on that you could buy into, you know what I mean? I know it's on PS4 as well, but, you know, it's some kind of separate product that goes, oh yeah, you know, I really want to pick up Miles uh, from my PlayStation, my shiny new PlayStation 5. So I don't know if they'll do that again or whether they will just do that, but just in, in a proper DLC form and maybe charge a bit extra, you know, maybe it'd be a bit more than like some of the original spider-man actual dlc do you know what i mean but mm. the bit i don't know is if they're going to do that route if they will have peter be in it um it may be that they actually save all of this the carnage stuff uh, for the third game and is you know, carnage big enough to be in the third game i think he's big enough to be if he's not going to be the focus he's not going to be the main villain mm-hmm. um but i think could you could he be the craven of a third game absolutely you know in terms of the kind of sub boss as it were you know like the sub yeah. main villain we don't know what direction they're going to go in the third game either because they've left a lot of threads very open you know what's going to happen with norman what's going to happen with harry what's going to happen with doc Ock? you know th- there's all these open questions and, and carnage is one of those so they could they could easily interweave him into the story and have him be an important part of it but he doesn't have to be the main part um and i think it'd be just nice to see like i don't know you know silk versus carnage like exposed to this horrendous serial killer in symbiote form you know i think that's quite a nice contrast so i don't know but yeah i can't see them it would be weird to me if they did pete in it after just saying yeah i'm gonna be peter parker but by the way there's a new alien symbiote so actually i've you know fuck that for about four hours i've got to go and deal with this (laughs) this guy Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a yeah. tough one. I mean, it's an exciting one from Insomniac's point of view because there's a lot of potential. We've just spoke about a DLC, a Miles Two, and a and a, and a twenty sorry, and a and a Spider Man Part Three. So mm. there's a there's a lot of potential Spidey there out of that studio. Um, yep. I I don't believe there won't be some sort of DLC, but I just, I yeah, they want to capture like this, this is yeah. huge. This is huge. Yeah. This game sold so much. Like it, it's, it's a monster. It's a monster, monster, monster hit, and it's PlayStation's biggest IP. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, b- biggest return on investment, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, they're gonna want to do. I could see them doing everything. I suppose. I know. Yeah. So yeah, let's watch this space because I'm sure they'll <laughs> they'll they'll take advantage. Yeah. Um, before we kind of just get onto our sort of our, our scores and, f- and final thoughts, I just wanted to kind of talk briefly about bugs in the game. There was obviously a bit of derision online about bugs in the game, and just kind of want to see kind of what you you guys' experiences were. Mm-hmm. Um, Tam actually he put a question in saying, uh, "What's your thoughts about the online narrative where people are intentionally trying to break the game to showcase bugs? Do you think it's jealousy because their preferred platform doesn't release any great games?" Nice dig there, Tam. Um, I can kind of take this one. I think. In case people don't know, um, for Twitter likes, people were intentionally taking you as as Peter Parker on a bike out of a preset linear section on a bike onto train tracks to purposely break the game to get clout and likes for Twitter. Um, sad bastards. Absolutely sad bastards. If that's really what you want to be doing, fucking hell. 
What's the fucking point? Um, so no Tam, sad bastards who shouldn't be allowed online presences in the slightest. There you go. <laughs> um, in terms of in terms of bugs, I had two crashes, and I saw I saw two bugs. One where when I was dropping someone off at an ambulance, the paramedic was standing on the gurney. He was like <laughs> like random, but I was still able to put the patient down, so it didn't actually um, harm the game. And one of the hunter. Um, when the hunter dens I was in, when the hunters got stuck, um, like so, like behind like a like a like a shelf type thing, so you wouldn't you couldn't move out. All I had to do was 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 take him down, and 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 the um and the den was complete, and that was it. That's all yeah. I saw. My son said he he was playing it, and he saw people walking out of a wall like like pedestrians in the street. He found it funny, you know, like when we saw that um, video with Starfield where people were just kind of walking out of a an, an elevator, just like continually coming out like clowns out of a car. It was like that with people yeah. coming out of a wall, and that's all I had. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I th- I do. I see. P- I saw one thing on Twitter where somebody was saying. Uh, a clip and they said oh this game is a broken mess I can't play this until they patch it and I was thinking what the fuck are you talking about but then again I did remember back to Miles Morales releasing on PS5 and I went off on that game on our podcast and I said I'm never fucking playing that shit again it's going to break my PS5 like the it was like the exorcist it would crash and make it would hard brick my console it would make ungodly sounds and I was like this how can you sell a game like this this Mm. I think this is going to blow the thing up this is my brand new thing that my pride and joy and you are wrecking it I cannot play this game so I can understand where somebody gets to that stage if they've had like continual things going wrong with something but i yeah. just didn't really see it on this game like i had Same. i didn't actually see any bugs on this game for me like i thought it ran pretty fucking brilliantly um but i can understand all it takes is a little bit for people to go on that way but i but we're not talking about the people on twitter that are absolutely just doing it because i don't know what i don't know what they're doing with their time like they've got too much time yeah to just be thinking about how do too i bus- get engaged too busy in- playing twitter yeah yeah twi- twitter you, you get paid for it now so yeah. people want the engagement but yeah yeah so they're not the same people that i'm probably talking about but yeah i didn't see anything yeah what about you luke did you have <laughs> yeah I, very very little basically i i had I had two bugs in the Sandman fight, one a small visual bug, and then the other I got trapped on a piece of environment, but it I didn't have to reset. It eventually just booted me out of the, the bit I was in, and then I went right back to playing. Um, <clears throat> and then apart from that, I had no bugs. I didn't have, like, at least that I had noticed, right? No visual bugs. I didn't crash at any point. Um, and my wife played it as well and she had a similar experience. She didn't have any bugs apart from, I remember I sat there and there was one quite funny visual bug of a pedestrian. I can't remember exactly what happened, but, um, I think it just walked off like in front of a car or something and clipped straight for the car, (laughs) like just something, something minor. Um, so, and I, like. I I did see bugs online from, you know, what I would call normal gameplay, right? Where someone's clearly playing the game and they've been recording and there's a, you know, a funny bug and stuff like that. 
But I think the problem is that there's so there's so much bad faith on Twitter about bug issues, and you always seem to, and like it doesn't matter if you're looking at bugs that are being reported by you know PlayStation fanboys about let's say Xbox games or vice versa. It's always the same actors in both of those camps that complain mm, about yes. bugs. Mm-hmm. And that just immediately disqualifies them from my mind as being any kind of legitimate source about the bugginess of a particular game or the performance of a game. Because it's 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 purely performative at that point. So if the reviews have come out and said, yeah, this game's really buggy, then obviously you have faith in that and then your experience might trend with that but i remember seeing exactly the same thing when horizon forbidden west came out online you know people um the same actors you know same people complaining about bugs again it was a complete i mean that game was a completely bug-free experience for me i didn't, I didn't have any i remember yeah um it's a tribalism thing and i think there's a real psychology around it and i i genuinely think these people should just try and get involved in sports uh, yeah. When, oh. when you, I mean, it doesn't have to be sports. Be something else. Touching grass, isn't it? But if yeah. if you if you get involved in sports, you get your tribalism there, um, and you don't need to yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, oh, so, well, or, or maybe it's because they're involved in sports that they have the tribalism here. Like maybe pe- maybe it is. Maybe people, it is. I don't, people I don't treat know. like these they're, these platforms like football teams, and they it's do. Like, yes, it's that's why I get I, that. Yeah. I, that that mentality is fucking crazy to me because at least with a football team by and large there is a personal connection Mm -hmm. to the team like i'm not talking about if you live in like malaysia and you support man united but generally you know you you know but there are people that you're investing in there there are people you're investing in and and it has a a a kind of emotional connection to you because the team is usually from the, the place you you're from right so Mm -hmm. i can i can get i can get that Uh, or it has some other very personal early life significance to you you know from when you were when you were uh, born you were raised to be a a liverpool fan for example Mm -hmm. um these are platforms they're they're literally electronics under your television (laughs) they have no you, you cannot have a significance to them in that way because if you do that says more about the content of your character and how frankly poor that is than than anything else uh, i i just find it totally fucking bizarre it it just it weirds me <laughs> out to be honest yeah because none of these companies are your friend uh, no, no, none of these platforms are your friend no. sony are a bunch of cunts microsoft are a bunch of yeah, cunts they, they they're all care. a bunch of cunts or they're all just being companies and they're they're, they're just companies being cu- doing company things yeah, so it. It, yeah. you know yeah. it's it's not that's ne- ne- not necessarily right or wrong. It's just it just is, and and the, the wind blows a certain direction. I can't understand it, and I just, this it's it's make believe tribalism. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, Ben, I want a final, quick final thought, and I want a score out of ten from you for Spider Man Two. Um. I think it's, uh, as I said at the start, I, I do think it's a, a casual experience which is leading you down a path um, and you can't really go too far wrong with it. It's a lovely showcase. It's really polished um, with some excellent writing um, that overall is just fun. I don't think it's going to win any awards, 
but it's just really fun like that's yep. the that's the takeaway um and for me it's for for what it's trying to be it's a nine out of ten fab luke yeah i think it's um i think it's excellent it's it's not it's obviously not going to win game of the year <laughs> i think it will win something at like the game awards and i think publications will will give it awards because it is it is a it's a it's a terrific game but unfortunately it, i i think if you put this game in any other year actually of the last few years it would have a legitimate very strong chance of winning game of the year because it is just of great quality this year's just been ridiculous so um <clears throat> but for me i think it improves on the sequel in every way i think it's a fantastic experience um it's a must play game if you're on a playstation 5 uh and i'd give it like a 9.5 yeah i'm exactly the same it's it's a 9.5 for me as well um and i, I think look you're right I, I think it's a must play if you own a playstation 5 whether you're a massive comic book fan because i'm not and yeah. I fucking love this game, and I, yeah. I love the previous games. And I think Ben, you said it best that the writing is stellar. And I think I've, I've said that numerous times on this on this two hour episode. Um, and you made you made a great word there. You said fun because it is every inch of this game. You love just swinging round. You love the combat. You have so much fun. It never feels like a grind. And uh, yeah, everyone, yep. you have to play. Everyone has to play this game. <laughs> Right, that's the show. We are done. We're done. We are done. We are done. We have dissected. <clears throat> Joe, we could. I still feel like we could have gone on for another hour, but I'm trying yeah. my best to keep it right about two hours because there's things there. I'm going. We could have spoke about that. We could have, but it's just where do you draw the line? No yeah. one wants to listen to yeah, us for exactly. four hours. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> there's people look at this and go, "Fucking two hours, Donny." We told somebody's you ninety got, minutes. Somebody's got to the end of this. That's that's impressive. That's a platinum in itself. And hey, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Luke, sign us off with any socials you want to give away. Yeah, um, social wise, go and follow me uh, at Luke Steel ninety on Twitter. Fab and Ben, I know you hate this bit. Um, yeah, but <laughs> Grumpy Gamers podcast just. Uh, Ron, give them a follow the, the services so uh yeah uh, yeah go go listen it's it's all right it's it's, it's pretty, good it's good it's yeah, fun it's fun podcast yeah it's good and, and uh I, yeah and we're on I twitter on as well. i, I yeah, on donnie's it on it well. sometimes yeah donnie's on yes. it sometimes there yeah people are on it uh it's good yeah yeah when they need a pony to come on and balance things out I get <laughs> we the do that that was one of the main reasons why because <laughs> we often get why. accused of being very xbox focused so accused accused you, wrongly accused yeah. oh come Wrong, on wrongly oh, come on you know it's just rhyme or reason not there but you know we have to balance it out sometimes uh good good and i will say my goodbyes and thank yous and just a little psa as well i was chatting with uh with the godfather pure dead craig earlier on he was telling us that this year the the engagement and downloads of the main weekly podcast of this podcast has been great and even the new play and um, the new pure dead xbox podcast got off to a great start as well and we couldn't have done that with with everyone who's listening and downloading so that's really good to hear 
one thing that I would appreciate for anyone who is listening, if you're on your podcast service, please give it a five star, a little review, because you'd be amazed how much that actually does help. So thank you, everybody. And as usual, you'll get this fortnightly, the main Pure Dead Gaming podcast on a Thursday at nine o'clock and the new monthly Pure Dead Xbox podcast, of course, is now out there with Punk and Couch as well. And on that note, thank you, everybody, and see you later.